This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to our number two here on Real Presence Live from the Fargo studio between the railroad tracks and the cathedral. My name is Tim Moser, your host today. I'd like to thank our first hour guest, Bishop David Kagan from the Diocese of Bismarck. Had a great, great thirst conference about a week and a half ago, and he just was singing the praises. It was wonderful. And he said he would made him kind of emotional walking into that mass with over a thousand people, you know, the spiritual father and all his children all around the table. Oh, that's just awesome. And of course, we had uh, Father Shannon Bouquet on last half hour talking about uh, some great important things with Human Life International. And now... I call this man a friend of mine, and truth be told, he's a much better basketball player than I am. <laughs> and okay, let's let's not stop. They're much better looking than I am. But anyway, Father Jason Miller, welcome, Father. Thank you, Tim. Good to see you. Yeah, good, good to, to see you, too. You know, you're a busy guy, so I'm looking here for your like official titles. You're, of course, the Secretary of the Bishop. A lot of people know Secretary to the Bishop. And, of course, Director of Liturgy for the mm-hmm. Diocese. But, of course, when um, Father, uh, Father Kyle uh, became... Uh, principal over at uh, Shanley. Now you're also assistant vocations director. Is that right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> that nameplate must be getting pretty big and long, huh? Outside your office, all those things you do. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. And I, it helps to uh, keep things straight for, <laughs> for me too. So, well, we uh, thanks for all, all the things you do. Obviously it's uh you know, it's a, it's a great mission and you're very capable. Uh, so just but thanks for your dedication to that too. Thank you, Tim. Yeah. So another thing that I would like to talk with you about, you know, I, I suppose over the, the Christmas holiday break, we always have the Caller Classic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So are you planning on playing in that again? I'm planning to be out there. Yep. Nice. You know, wh- one of my favorite Caller Classics, I think it was the last one when you were just going to get out of the seminary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You lit it up that night. You know, it was like, <laughs> wow, you know. And I think all the priests were probably saying, can't wait till he's on our side. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. The thing is, though, you know, the, the priests, when I when I became a priest, a lot of them decided to retire themselves. Ah. So I've been working to try to get them, get them back out mm-hmm. there, you know. Michael Jordan come out of retirement a little bit, but exactly, yeah, yeah. like like the big men, like in Father Wilhelm, you mm-hmm. know, like that. Are, mm-hmm. are those some of that are kind of wanting to maybe hang up their sneakers? I or? think so. Oh. I've been played with Father Wilhelm or Father Andrew. Um, you just yeah. gotta tell me. You just post up. We play a little in and out. It, it'll all work. I'll yeah, do exactly. the work. You know? Exactly. <laughs> I'll get you the ball. <laughs> you just gotta plug up the lane. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is way cool. That's wonderful. Well, you know, Father, we're gonna talk about um, sacred music here, and, let, mm. and let's just. I just want to kind of talk about, there is a workshop coming up November 19th and 20th, mm-hmm. which is a parish musician's workshop. We'll get into details in a little bit, but fourth annual, if I remember, right? Mm-hmm. You've done it for four years, and it's, it's so, so important. Uh, so we'll give more details on that later, but maybe give our listeners just a little bit of background of, you know, your upbringing and, and the way that sacred music has really affected you and, and why you want to, it's so important to begin to share this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say... Um I guess gr- growing up, my mm-hmm. my yeah. sisters were both. Uh, two of my sisters, two out of the three, were organists at the at our local church. Mm-hmm. So I I kind of grew up with uh, church music in the home. Sure. Even um, so, but uh, for myself, I don't know if I really start to recognize the importance of of sacred music until I got to Cardinal Minch Seminary, and we actually had the opportunity to have uh, a scola, and. Um, a choir, you know, and, and mandatory mm-hmm. voice lessons sure. yeah. and piano yeah. lessons and things like that, where I started to kind of feel it from the inside. Mm. Um, so that was um, that was really good for me. And then, of course, through theology as well, uh, opportunities to continue continue that. Um, I didn't grow up 
really with any kind of musical training myself. Mm -hmm. A couple years of piano lessons that my mom made us do. Of course. <laughs> really? Do but, I have to? Yeah, because my sisters did it. I, did, right. I didn't want to keep, keep doing it because anyway, I was into sports or whatever. But, um, but yeah, really grateful for the opportunities that I've had and some opportunities to be in, um, in some places where I've you know, been able to encounter like a, you, you know, a high mass or something like that where, mm -hmm. where you have just a, a magnificent choir, you know, um, singing great musical pieces. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, so important. And, you know, I, I'm a musician as well, Father, and I, I can tell you that over the last several years, I, I'm gaining a much better appreciation. I grew up with, with, with the sacred, the music, you know, the, uh, the uh, St. Gregory hymnal and, yeah. and that type of thing, you know, which is wonderful, beautiful music. And of course, as you know, it's... Um, church music, quote unquote, you know, I mean, we have our 60s, you know, we all remember the glory and praise. Oh, sorry, you're yep, too young. I, I remember, remember You remember it. the glory and nope, praise? Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, and, and those kind of things, you know, and mm -hmm. all the modern contemporary Christian music, you know, and, and certainly there is, there is good in all that music. However, that we also have to be careful of, of how we use it. You know, mm -hmm. quite honestly, some music is not suitable for the mass, as it might mm -hmm. be in a praise and worship or other settings. Maybe just yep. that, just a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we, there's that word in there that we use for church music, sacred. Yes. Sacred music. Sacred means something is set aside for the worship of God. Yeah. Um, and so sacred music, it should feel different than the music you hear on the radio. Um, it should, just like our church building looks different, just like our vestments look different, just like we dress different when we go to when we go to Mass, um, everything should feel like we are leaving this world and entering into the sphere of um, the presence of God. Because really we are. Because we are, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But we, we, we don't get to see God as He truly is at the Mass, you know, yet we're preparing for that, we're on our way. We still see by faith, and so all these different signs and symbols help us to remember what the reality really is. And music is a very, very important part of that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we have a, a, just a, a great and long tradition of beautiful music that's sacred, you know, that's set aside for the worship of God, that, that sings the content of what's in the Missal, um, that sings the scriptures, puts everything to... Because uh, music, music elevates the heart and the mind. Mm -hmm. um, it's got that characteristic. It, it speaks to our hearts in a way that saying something on itself doesn't, um, and, it, and it helps to bring out the truth of what, uh, what we pray in the Mass. So, um, so all those different aspects, I think, are really important as we think about what makes music sacred. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, should, it should be different. It should feel, it should feel different. Um, and, and it should be something that unites us also with the universal church, mm -hmm. not only presently on earth, but also in our past, in the, in the tradition of the church. Um, we should pray like everyone around mm -hmm. the world right. um, yeah. uh, for for centuries. So, so those are those are also important points. Exactly, mm -hmm. and even if we look forward to what's what's actually going on in heaven all the time, right? I mean, we have glimpses of it right in the Bible. For instance, when the when the angels come. Gloria, glory to God in the highest. Right? Yes, yep. They're singing. And we look at the book of Revelation. They're not just saying, they're singing. And so mm -hmm. really, as you mentioned, I love how you put it. We're entering in out of this world into the the reality, right? The true mm -hmm. reality of, of what's going on. But really, and I go back to the mass, lift up your hearts to the Lord. I mean, you're saying, right? Look, heaven's opening up. We are mm. about to enter into this eternal perpetual bloodless sacrifice, you know, and mm -hmm. when I, whenever you say that as a priest, I just go, 
yes, here we go. I just love that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And we're, we're encountering, uh, like you guys said, the book of Revelation, Jesus, yeah. the, the lamb who was slain, who now uh, sits on the throne, yeah. and all the, uh, the witnesses and the angels and the saints gather around the throne to worship. Yeah. Uh, and we get, to, uh, we get to partake in that because now Jesus reigning uh, still as the head of the mystical body, the church, yeah. we still encounter him through, through the sacrament, um, through the liturgy. So uh, what a what a great privilege we have, and um, and and we want to always do our best to adorn the liturgy in a way that um, is worthy and fitting. Exactly, and and that's the key, right? Excellence. We want excellence in everything. Whether it whether you are someone just in in, in the pews, part fully participating, mm-hmm. or an altar server, you're a deacon, you're a musician, you're a lector, whatever it is, mm-hmm. excellence and everything for the glory of God is so key, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. We have these two things in that that kind of determine the grace that is available to us through the liturgy. You know, Jesus Jesus wants to distribute His grace to us. That's why He came and offered His sacrifice. But he leaves the liturgy because after the ascension, his presence passes into the sacraments. Mm-hmm. And so we enter into his presence through the liturgy, um, and that's how he distributes his grace to us. But, uh, but we know this thing called ex opere operato. All the sacraments work by the very fact of them being done in the right way, mm-hmm. that Jesus' grace is available to us. But there's also this thing called ex opere operantis, which points to us and our disposition Mm-hmm. Um, the grace is available to us, but do we receive it? Um, are we prepared to receive it? And part of that is how we personally pre- prepare, but part of it is also um, how do we how do we elevate our signs and the symbols in the liturgy so that we are more disposed to it? Mm-hmm. Um, how, you know, how do we? How, what do we bring into the mass? What do we put into the mass? How do we make it beautiful, worthy, um, dignified? Um, do we give God our best? Yeah, do we give yeah. God our best? So true. You know, so many times we hear that thing where people say, well, I don't get anything out of the mass, you know, and right, you know, I got to smile and, and take a deep breath and go, okay. And you just hit the nail on the head. Number one, it's just, I'll say two or three things. Number one, it is the perfect prayer. Mm-hmm. It gives us all the graces that you know, God wants to give us. Just, it, it is a flood, right? I, I think of this, this, this huge reservoir above me, right? And if I want to, I open the door and I just get flooded mm-hmm. if I am disposed to it. You know, so it's, what do you bring to them as? And yes, we bring our sins, we bring our faults, absolutely, but bring that disposition of, Lord, I need you, Lord, I want your grace and be yes. open to it. Yep. And as you said, when we're open to that, a humble and contrite heart, the Lord will not spurn. He'll mm-hmm. shower his graces upon us. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, I think sacred music can have such an important part in this because it does help us to be disposed. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it lifts our hearts and minds to God, yeah. which is prayer. Yeah. You know, yeah. St. Thomas Aquinas says that, that a hymn is nothing more than the bursting forth of the heart that's contemplating God. Mm-hmm. I love so, that. So our, our minds are raised to God and we can't help but put it into a song. Yeah, you know? amen. So, uh, so music, music helps us to uh, encounter the beauty of God. And so church musicians have a very important role of helping us to be disposed um, by by providing that um, the beautiful worship of the Lord God, bringing the truth of the faith um, and adorning it with beauty. Amen. I love how beauty. I was just going to close with beauty before the break. That's so true. The way of beauty. That you know, a lot of times in this day and age, that the truth, you know, through words, you know, what is good and true, okay, but beauty mm-hmm. is no denying that beauty really works in our heart. Yes. We're talk, having a great conversation with Father Jason Miller here. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll do some more details now on this upcoming 
Liturgical Musicians Workshop. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. In addition to eye exams for children and adults, Lumen Vision provides custom contact lens services for patients with keratoconus, severe dry eyes, and hard-to-fit prescriptions. These specialty contact lenses can be made for single vision, astigmatism, and multifocal prescriptions. For more information about Lumen Vision's contact lens services, our website is www.lumen.vision. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser, your host today, coming at you from the Fargo studio downtown. Fargo, Therese is producing. Nice. I said, Therese, you looked at me like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> no, you're doing everything right, girl. That's awesome, you know, <laughs> for now. No, you know, you're doing great. You're doing great. Hey, we're talking with Father Jason Miller. He is secretary to Bishop Folda here in the Diocese of Fargo. He's also the director of liturgy. And as if that wasn't enough, he got slapped with assistant vocations director as well. But he's a man who trusts in God, so through God, he can handle it. Welcome back, Father. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Tim. Good. So we talked a lot about, you know, sacred music and the importance and, and the traditionalist type of thing, which is great. Now, you have a workshop coming up, mm-hmm. fourth annual. Why don't you give our listeners the, the details, when it is, how they can register. Then we'll talk about the workshop itself, and then we'll give them that registration info again at the end. So our workshop will be November 19th and 20th, so the end of next week. Um, it's going to begin Friday evening, and it'll end Saturday evening after a, a formal meal after the 5 p.m. Anticipatory Mass for Christ the King Sunday. Um, what this workshop is is uh, is doing is bringing together parish musicians and and people who are interested in becoming parish musicians or people who are just interested in sacred music 
um, from all over the, the region here. So it's not just our diocese, but people are coming from Sioux Falls, they're coming from Bismarck, they're coming from Crookston, um, and, and taking part in this, in this weekend. Um, it is going to be at St. Anjokum, but it's for, again, um, musicians from all over the place. So um, the registration is online, fargodiocese.org slash sacred music, um, or just find the liturgy page on the website. You can find more information there. You can find the schedule. You can find information about the presenters, the topics covered, um, uh, what, what, the, what the weekend is going to look like. Um, so really want to encourage people, even if you're not um, a parish musician, but you have a love for the liturgy, you have a love for worship of, of God, you can come and you can, find, um, you can find something for you. We're going to put a lot of emphasis on prayer and praying the liturgy. So we'll, we'll um, have Eucharistic Adoration every day. We'll have uh, an opportunity to chant the Liturgy of the Hours. We'll have an opportunity to sing at Mass. We'll break down into three choirs that people can take part in, a, a chant scola, a large choir, and a, a choir more for beginners. Um, and each, each choir is going to take a different section of the Mass as we sing, sing the parts of the Mass. So it's going to be a really uh, a neat opportunity. And, um, and what, I've, what I've heard, this is my first time being in person. Last year we, we did it virtually because of the, uh, the situation um, last year. But uh, coming back in person, uh, what I've heard people say from before is that they loved the Mass and being able to sing with a large choir at Mass. Many, many of our smaller town musicians don't have that opportunity. And so they just walk out with this, this feeling of, uh, wow, that was, that was amazing. And, um, and so we're, we're doing it in real time. And we've got some very, very good um, and passionate musicians. Dr. Jay Hirschberger from the Cathedral, Dr., uh, Mr. Patrick McGuire, who's uh, Director of Music at St. Anna Joachim. Um, Sarah Ray, who dire directs the chant scola for the uh, Latin Mass at the Cathedral in Fargo. Um, Kristen Lynch, who is the director of the choir at the Basilica. Uh, Father Matthew Kramer, who's got you know his degree in in liturgy and um, you know really a, a, a big proponent of sacred music. And uh, and and other people also who will be helping out kind of behind the scenes to make this a a, a prayerful, yeah. uh, retreat like experience an opportunity to to grow in knowledge of the liturgy, specifically um, the, uh, the sacred music within the liturgy. If I just maybe make one other point, um, the theme is the beginning of thy words is truth, which comes from Psalm 119. And uh, about two years ago, the USCCB Committee on Divine Worship presented a document that, that went through some of the common uh, hymns that were used in Mass, and they found some theological errors that were present in them. So we're going to be breaking down that, that document throughout the weekend um, and, and presenting the principles. What did they find? Uh, how did we get there, first of all? How, how did we get to the point where we, you know, could be even possible to use a, a, a hymn that had theological errors in it, in, in Mass? How, how did we get to that point? Um, and, and what are they doing? What's, what's the goal moving forward? And, and how can we equip ourselves to, to have the knowledge and the ability to evaluate hymns that are commonly used and to say, is it, are, we, are we doing our best for God by this? So we're evaluating the connection between truth and beauty, between the, 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 the faith that we pray and how we pray it in the Mass. So it's going to be, I think, a really powerful, powerful and prayerful weekend as we, as we break that down and, and hopefully giving people a lot of resources that they need to um, 
to really um, put their best effort into worshiping God through the Holy Mass. Well, wow, that, that's a great overview, Father. And and I love how it's so practical, too. People are participating, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not just people talking about it. Hey, let's do this, you know? And and I think that's awesome. And I should, I forgot one, one yeah, group of people. Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy and Angela Schmaltz, they used to be um, at St. Michael's in Grand Forks. Now uh, Jeremy's getting his, um, he's a degree in psychology out at UMary. So they moved to Bismarck. But Jeremy and Angela are also going to be helping out leading choir. Jeremy's giving a talk. And Angela's going to be giving individual voice lessons. Wonderful. So even if people, you know, are uncomfortable singing, they can come and they can get a short lesson with Angela. She's fantastic, very, very talented herself and uh, and a good teacher. So that will also be be part of this. Wonderful. A couple other things I see here on your, on, on the, the advertisement is um, a formal meal with Bishop Folda too. Yeah. He's going to be, that, that's going to yep. be awesome. Bishop's going to have the mass uh-huh. Saturday night. Okay. And, uh, and then afterwards, we're going to do something kind of fun. We're going to have a, a, a good sit down meal um, catered and uh, provided for everybody. And we're going to play a little piece of classical music. Ah. And then uh, Bishop and a few of the presenters are just going to discuss this piece of classical music. So stepping back from the, the liturgical and sacred music and just saying, you know, talking about how, how does just good music help us to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, elevate our humanity. Um, and then we have a, a cocktail provided that somehow is supposed to relate to the song that's being sung um, so that our taste buds are being nourished as long as our musical sense for anyone who wants to uh, partake. All the senses. I like that. You hear it, you taste it, you smell it, you see it. That's very nice. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Another thing I see here is um, how, how do you avoid burnout, especially as a small town musician? That that's got. I'm the only one here doing this. I got to be able to talk. Mm-hmm. Just address that just mm-hmm. briefly. Yep, I, and I think that's uh, I think that's going to be uh, Jeremy Schmaltz's okay. uh, talk. Mm-hmm. We'll have a breakout talk on that. But yeah, I think a lot of um, uh, small town musicians. I think especially as parishes start to uh, to lose members, and um, you know, our small towns are are getting smaller and. Um, you know, you might feel like you're the only one who's who's doing things, mm-hmm. yep. and uh, yep. you're you're kind of keeping the keeping the ship afloat. I remember some of that uh, happening at our parish that closed down in 2005. There was um, some some burnout going on with some of the members. Um, so we'll, we'll address that. How do you how do you deal with that? How do you keep good boundaries? You know, so you're not the only one doing everything. You, mm-hmm. That you can say no to things, um, and so so that you can do what you're doing really well instead of getting spread too too thin. Right. And uh, and so that that would be a that would be a good topic to to cover too. Wonderful, you know. As you mentioned, I, I love we talked about the USCCB. You know, looked at some of these hymns and whatnot, and it's so true. And it, and it can seem subtle. One example that comes to my mind, and, and I don't know if you guys address this one or not, is one of the um, Eucharistic hymns. Say, "Precious Body, Precious Blood." Here in bread and wine, it's like, whoa, 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 mm-hmm. wait a minute, it's not bread and wine anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that changed the scene as bread and wine. So. Yes. Transubstantiation, but maybe just just expand on that just a little bit. And why exactly. It's so important. Yep. Oh, exactly. I'm glad you brought that up. And I think, especially with the Eucharist, um, we're looking at a time where we have 70% of Catholics who don't believe in the Eucharist. Yeah. And the truth is, uh, I'm throw a little more Latin out there. Lex orandi, lex credendi. The law of praying is the law of belief. How we pray affects what we believe, and vice versa. What we believe should influence how we pray. Um, so, so we could say maybe part of the reason why uh, fewer people believe in the Eucharist is because we haven't prayed the Eucharist, we haven't adored the Eucharist, we haven't sang the Eucharist as we should. 
Um, and so we're going to be we're going to be diving into that as well. So what are, what's the particular language that we can use for Eucharistic theology mm-hmm. so that we're protecting and promoting that the beauty of transubstantiation that it is no longer bread and wine, but it is the true body and blood of Jesus. And uh, and and how how do we how do we remain authentic to to what we believe and how we pray? Hmm, so good. Yes, Lex Randy, Lex Credendi, and then it leads to what? Lex Vivendi, exactly. how we live, right? Yes. Yep. How was that? Did I say that right? The you Latin? got it. Wow. Yeah, you're a scholar. <laughs> no, I just, anyway, I think that's great. Father, let's uh, let's give the information for registration again, then we'll have some closing comments. Okay, very good. Uh, yep, so 19th and 20th of November, Parish Musician Workshop. Um, the registration is found at fargodiocese.org slash sacredmusic. It's $50. That includes your meals. That includes the materials that will be provided. Um, and, uh, and yes, go, go ahead, go to the website for more and more, uh, information that's up there. And, uh, you can reach out to my office too, if you have specific questions. So what if someone's sitting there thinking, oh, father, I don't know. I mean, it sounds good, but I don't know. I'm just in a small town. I'm not very good. What would you say to that person? This is the workshop for you. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. No, I think that's not like even with the choirs, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe you don't have much experience. Fine. We got a group. There's a place for everyone. There's a place for everyone. Absolutely. We've got, we've got talented musicians there. We've got beginning musicians there. You're going to find, you're going to find something. You can pick the breakouts that you want to go to. Even if you're just, if even if you just want to come for kind of a retreat, you want to come and pray and you want to come and learn. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't have to take part in the choirs if you're not comfortable, but I think most people just really enjoy, enjoy that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. Again, November 19th through 20th coming up next weekend and uh, register at fargodiocese.org slash sacred music. I'm so excited about this. I'm, I, I would like to come. I, we have a deacon formation weekend. I, I know. I'm, I'm trying to convince him to bring all the deacons over too, but... Hey, let's, let's, let's work on that, okay? <laughs> I'm not saying there's less of them didn't hear that, but I, I would yeah. love to. I'd love to come. I think that's great. Father, would you close our time with a prayer? Absolutely. Please? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. God, our Father, we thank you so much for the gift of Jesus Christ, your Son, who saves us and redeems us and continues to be present to us in the sacred mysteries that we celebrate in the liturgy. We ask that you would fill our hearts with a greater devotion and reverence to you and to these mysteries that we celebrate. And for all those who would be coming to the Musician Workshop for safe travels and uh, disposition of heart to learn and to grow in knowledge and love of you, and for all, all of our parish musicians and our those who serve our liturgies throughout the diocese, that you'd bless them and uh, be with them. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Jason Miller, thank you so much. This has been an awesome half hour. I wish you all the best. It's very important and great work and best wishes for your uh, your workshop. God bless thank you. Thank you, Tim. Very all much. Right, God bless Father you. Father Jason Miller. All right, coming up next, we'll be discussing the truth behind the clergy sexual abuse scandals in the church. Stay tuned. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.